Are you ready to hear a story? This one's about a young girl who loves playing hide and seek with her brother and sister. But this game turns out to be a different kind of adventure. Robin Goes Flying, written by Elaine Benz. Once upon a time, there was a little three-year-old girl called Robin, who lived with her brother Fraser, who was nine years old, and sister Madeline, who was six years old. They loved to play lots of games together, but their favorite was hide and seek in their huge garden. Robin was extremely good at hide and seek. One day, Robin was hiding under a bush that felt a bit prickly, but she knew it was a good hiding place. She was well hidden and could smell the damp earth all around her. Suddenly, she heard a little voice calling, Help! Help! She looked around and spotted a tiny elf, half trapped under a large twig that had probably been dropped by a passing bird. She was very surprised and excited to meet an elf, and she helped him straight away by lifting up the twig and freeing him. He said, I know you. I've watched you playing in the garden with your family. Thank you for helping me. The little elf was so grateful, he asked her to make a wish. And Robin requested to be able to fly. That's easy, laughed the little elf. And off he went. Well, said Robin to herself, I wonder if I can fly now. And as she pointed her arms and body up, she felt herself soaring upwards with great speed. She was soon looking down on her garden from very high up. Wow, she squealed happily and circled around the trees and rooftop, making sure she didn't lose sight of her home. She did somersaults and sat on the clouds. They felt like damp cotton wool. Birds flew by her and didn't give her a second glance. She sat in the tops of the tallest trees in the garden and looked around in awe. Soon she saw her brother and sister below her and heard them calling as they couldn't find her. She flew down near them and shouted to them, but they did not answer her. Her mummy came out of the house and called her, shouting, Robin, tea time! And Robin flew on to the willy bin next to her and said, I'm here, mummy! But mummy ignored her and said to her brother and sister, Let's try the front garden, guys. She is too good at this game. Just then, Robin caught sight of herself in the kitchen window. She was an actual Robin, a bird. Oh, no. She was so shocked and confused. She flew frantically around the garden, trying to find the little elf. Oh, dear, she thought. I don't want to be a bird forever. After a while, Robin saw a police car coming up the drive, and some policemen came into the house. Later, they were in the garden searching and calling for her, 
and she could see Mummy and Daddy looking very worried and upset. She felt so scared. It was getting dark now, and she was very hungry. She ate some cake crumbs from the bird table, had a drink of water from the pond, neither of which was very tasty, and settled on a branch near the house for the night. Robin had never been outside in the dark alone before. The nighttime noises seemed very scary. There were lots of rabbits in the garden eating Daddy's vegetables, and she saw a fox sniffing around the hen house. The horse in the bottom field neighed, and the geese next door honked. Robin hid herself as best she could in case any bigger birds or cats tried to eat her. She felt so sleepy, so she tucked her head under her wing and hoped she would find the elf in the morning to get him to change her back into a little girl. Early in the morning, she woke to all the birds singing the dawn chorus, and she even joined in. Next, she flew down and pecked the ground, searching for a nice, fat worm for breakfast. She didn't realize it, but she was becoming a real bird. And if she did not find the elf soon, she would forget about ever being a little girl and living in the house with her family. She would always be a robin redbreast. As she foraged around the garden, she peeped in the window and saw her family having breakfast. They all looked very sad, and she remembered it was because they could not find her. She started her search for the elf. She looked everywhere she could think of, in the front and back garden. She looked under the shed and the playhouse, around the climbing frame and swing, but no elf. She tried asking other birds if they knew where he could be, but they didn't seem to understand her. She asked the rabbits and a frog, but they just hopped by. Then, just when she thought she would never find him, there he was, fishing in the pond, sitting on a lily leaf. She flew to him and grabbed him in her little bird foot, holding him tightly so that he could not get away. I'm so glad I found you, she said. Please change me back. I miss my family so much, and they are very sad because they can't find me. Of course I will change you back, said the surprised elf. But you asked to be able to fly, and now you can, he laughed. I did grant you your wish. Robin flew, holding the elf tightly to the patio near the kitchen window, and the elf worked his magic. She could see in her reflection that she was herself again, and she was very pleased. The elf ran off, and Robin banged and banged on the patio doors. Mummy and Daddy and Fraser and Madeline all screamed with delight when they saw her. They cried and laughed and hugged her. Where were you? Where were you? We were so worried, they said. The police were still in the house, and they wanted to know where Robin had been, too. So she told everyone her story. 
Everyone was amazed. The grown-ups all looked at each other and shrugged. As she was only three, they thought she must have fallen asleep somewhere in the garden and dreamt it. But if that was true, why didn't they find her? They all had a lovely breakfast of pancakes with syrup and fruit with milk to drink, and they all laughed and said yuck when Robin told them that she had eaten worms. The end. Huge thanks to Nigel Turtle Runner for her wonderful review. She writes, Such a great podcast. I appreciate the diversity of persons and life situations and variety of subjects and themes of your stories. One of my favorites is Nebulous Nana, and I find it very helpful to me as an adult in dealing with a difficult subject. My grandkids also love this story. Great job. Also, thanks to Laura from the USA, Jack from Ireland, Chloe from Alberta, Canada, Sunny from Gold Coast, Australia, Tanisha and her dad from California, Michael and Leah from Michigan, Elizabeth and Oscar from Australia, Sydney from Toronto, Marcia from Ontario, Canada, Lewis from New Zealand, and Harper from Phoenix, Arizona. That's it for today, guys. Until next time.